everyone. Today is October 3rd, 2020. This is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and this week, it finally happened. Nami finally did it. Zexo World has been released. And this happened early in the week, so the kind of the hype has died down, but we're going to dive into this world. Um, we're not going to talk about the character cards and skills yet because you know you still have time you pretty much have infinite time to level up those characters get their cards play their skills farm them at the gate if necessary we'll talk about all those cards in the coming weeks but there will be like a general impression piece where i just react to the world because you know i never really watched the show on tv i was pretty i was pretty much in college already so I didn't have TV or anything, and I didn't really get into the show at all. I would just come back home when I was on um, like a school break or something, and I'd come back and turn on the TV, and I would be like, what, what the hell is this? This is Yu-Gi-Oh! But, um, you know, I, I don't really know what's going on in the show, so just share my general impressions on the three characters, the setting itself, and all that. Um, the main thing this week is we're going to wrap up the nerfs that were announced. So Forbidden and Limited List, that would be active on October 14th. And then the skill rebalancing that is mandatory on the 22nd, but available much sooner. Let's talk about that. So, uh, oh, okay. This week in Dual World, um, I have bought into all these things. I didn't get King of Games last month, but... Um, I didn't really care at that point anymore. I was just waiting for the world to come. And once the world came, I bought into the new box, uh, trying to get through some of the stage missions. I think that was the first priority. I got through some of the stage missions so I could get all three characters first. Um, got that out of the way. There were some missions you had to do with burn damage, for example, things like that. So I got through all the missions. Uh, the stages that were required for the three duels that we got. So I got to like stage 12 or something. And, you know, just trying to play different decks. That's it's kind of my goal. I don't really want to see Dark Magician anymore, but I still do. And I'm playing these... Um, I'm trying to play the XZ's decks, play the new characters. Because you can't really derank at, in Platinum anyway. So might as well run them out there and get some dual skills, things like that. I haven't really been winning a ton. I'm probably in plat six by now. I think I moved up um, a few ranks, but uh, not much. Not much going on. Trying to learn the new mechanics of XZs, play these early XZs cards we have, and just enjoy it. And oh yeah, I bought through the box, and the box really, really bled me. The um, Shining Hope box. They gave me Fiendish Chain on the last pack of the box. I had to buy through the whole thing uh, through. It's rare you buy the whole box through, but I, they actually made me do it. Let's look at some tournaments. Duelings Meta Weekly 144. A lot of the old stuff here. None of the new decks really uh, got through. I think this was announced after the nerfs. This this tournament was played after the nerfs, so they have the new rules in place already. So let's check it out. First place, Hey Hey Craig, Peak Performance, Black Wings. So this is the full glass version uh last canon version of the deck. Uh no 
Blackbird Close. We'll talk about we'll talk about the nerfs later, but no Blackbird Close. They use offerings as a doom kind of as the it's it's an aggro card. It's a it's a backup. Um, I kill your opponent. They draw very well with Black Whirlwind, so they don't really need to draw. So uh, no Blackbird Close, and they did fine. Second place, Sacrum Sealed Tombs Ritual Beast. So no Lava Golem anymore. The effect effect damage nerf has already been applied to all the cards. Um, Lava Golem and the new card. So not much to say here. They have a few ways to lose life points for Sealed Tombs with Herald of the Abyss and Cosmic Cyclone. Top 4, Francisco Mythic Depth Sea Stealth Crystrons. Again, this deck has Psychic Wielder as a staple now, so... That allows you to make those level 6 synchro plays, which are very good. Uh, Coral Dragon and Brionic empowered in Zectron. Coral Dragon and Brionic being water monsters that have synergy to see stealth attack. And top 4, Chinos TCG, uh, an expert uh, Witchcrafter player. Power of the Dark Witchcrafter. So this is the nerfed version of Witchcrafters again. And Lightsworns are pretty much gone, except for 2 copies of Raiden. Raiden will help you mill for 4, 2 or 4. And also be a uh, level 4 tuner. There's no Minerva here. Notably. Yeah, they have Brionic in the extra deck. Which doesn't make any sense. Because there's no way to make Brionic here. But anyways. Um, three Cosmic Cyclones. That's a thing now with the rebalance. Um, Shuffle Reborn. That card was put into Witchcrafters here. Two copies of each trap card. Patroness and Masterpiece. Alright. Let's talk about the Amino Cup. First place, Diego, tie that binds Noble Knights. So, Noble Knights might become an Xyz archetype. Uh, they have some light monsters. They have warrior monsters. They're all level 4. Sounds good for Xyz, in my opinion. But this deck is pretty much the same um, as it always has been. Three copies of Madroit. Two Drist, a uh, three Dristan, two Boars, one Gwen High Five, uh, Gwen Wifar, Queen of Noble Arms, three Cosmic Cyclone, three Glory of the Noble Knights, two Arfaduter, one Gallantin, two Noble Arms, and one Treacherous Trap Hole. Second place, second place, Comedor de Casadas, uh, Mind Scanned Melodics. Um, the Melodics, I've never really seen this archetype too much. Um, they're playing Mind Scan. Two of the Boss Monsters, Soprano, the Melodis, Songstress, three Herald of the Green Light. It's a tutor card, it seems like. No, it's a, it's a hand trap. Two copies of Mozarta. Two copies of Cannon. Th- <laughs> three copies of Sonata. Two copies of First Movement Solo. One Fortissimo. Three Super Team Buddy Force Unite and two Void Trap Hole. Top four Berserk Armor One. Check out my ride, Speedroids. Yeah, this is this is a total meme here. So one Machina Fortress, two Kiteroid, three Speedroid Double Yo-Yo, two Speedroid Denden Daiko Duke, two Speedroid Red Eye Dice. This is the main tuner. It changes levels. Two Speedroid Horse Stilts. 3 Cosmic, 3 Speed Recovery, 1 High Speed Relevel, and 3 Floodgates. And top 4, Kali NG, Balance Aliens. Um, 
Yeah, it's aliens. Two copies of Overlord, three, uh, two telepath, three warriors. That's a shock. One kid, two cosmic cyclone, one mysterious triangle, three A-cell recombination device, of course. One fiendish chain, two super team buddy force unite, and three brainwashing beams. Super t- team buddy force unite might be a pretty good card for XZs. Maybe. Okay, we're not going to talk about the meta freakly because I'm not really sure what that is yet. And the new ban list update. So this is expected with the new balance changes and nerfs. This is not active in dual world yet. So you're still going to face these decks all the time in uh, the the ranked ladder because people hate fun. So, you know, this is just, um, this is going to be the tournament scene meta tier list for quite a bit. For the weeks until the nerfs actually go live. So first, a tier 1 Karakuri. A sole tier 1 deck for some reason. They got nerfed a bit too. But we'll see if they stand up to this tier 1. I, I, don't, I, don't, much, I don't buy much into these um, rankings. Because nothing's really live yet. Tier 2 Black Wings. Witchcrafters. And Shiranui. Shiranui have been moved up. Tier 3, we have the promotion of two decks from the Scrap Heap, Christrons and Ritual Beasts. These are kind of like Tier 4 decks that were off the list. They put them back on. I don't disagree with that. They removed Elements, Sabres, and Invoked Neos from the list altogether, expecting the nerfs to Invoked to be big enough for that. And they moved a deck into the high potential slot with Satellar Knights. They're the main archetype from the new box. Okay, so we're through with that, and let's talk about the Forbidden and Limited list update. This was huge, um, huge, a lot of stuff. I, th- I think this will shake up the meta quite a bit. Certain archetypes are, are completely dead. Um, let's get into it. So Forbidden and Limited list will be active on October 14th. For the first time, we have two cards that are completely banned on the Forbidden list. Grass looks greener. This was a card that was set to 1. Limit 1, now it's Forbidden. So we could officially say the grass is ass. And self-mill strategies have been good for quite a bit since this card came. Um, It's a free card, so everyone had access to those cards. Um, And self-mill decks were unique. Every 30-card deck, you could say... Someone wanted to make their own twist to it with a different card, and um, you know allowed that. Ultimately, it was too strong in this format. A bunch of different decks, Witchcrafters to name one. That's the one I played the most. Um, used one copy of that. Grass looks greener. The new Shiranui deck that came from the last KC Cup. It was not really a new deck, but Grass Shiranui when it was first. It was the kind of like the first Shiranui deck. And then it went away for a very long time and it came back with the last KC Cup. So that's another deck. Any Light Sworn strategies? So making use of Solar Recharge or Charge of the Light Brigade. Any Light Sworn, Chaos, Chaos Dragon, Levianir. And even the Block Dragon deck. There's a Block Dragon deck um, uh, with like Parry Knights, um, Echo Crusader, a lot of like Rock Monsters and things like that. They were a grass deck. There's, there were so many different grass decks. And 
Now it's completely banned. So there's some there's some other ways to do it though. It's not the end of the world. Uh, Needlebug Nest is a mill card. Monster Gate. You have to sacrifice a monster, but you mill. You have a potential for a big mill there. And Dice It. Dice It is a trap card that's free. Um, it's not free. It came from an event, but it lets you uh, mill some cards too as a trap card. So that's pretty good. Well, it's not good, but it's an alternative. So. You're going to have to look for different ways to mill. Mill isn't completely dead, but the most efficient way of doing it is dead. And I want to know... I made this card prismatic, so I want to know if I can get my uh, stones back. I don't need the stones. I don't, I'm not going to be greedy. All right, the other card that got banned is Cyberstein. And Cyberstein was a card that got hit at 1. Uh, there was a previous tournament where they were doing... Taya Life Cost 0 was completely unfair... And this card is... I, I really wanted this card banned when I kept getting hit by Ojama Kings on turn 1. So you, they lock out your whole board and whatever. And they also do some other stuff with Life Cost Zero where they play like 4,000 attack monsters on you. So Cyberstein's banned. I'm happy about that. Skillless. Skillless card. Busted hands. Nothing you could do. So good. Alright. So... A bunch of cards are now limited one. Star Blast is now limited one. So this was a this was a card that was released not too long ago, maybe like one or two months ago, two months ago in August, and it came from the Tag Duel Tournament. This was a card that I had high expectations for because it was very powerful, and I thought it would result in a nerf to level augmentation, but it didn't. And it's very good because you modulate levels and lose lose life points at the same time so you kind of achieve the goal of reducing a level to match a synchro or xz summon and also trigger a dual skill so that card's been nerfed to one um seems like a preemptive nerf in my opinion nothing was really busted that had it right now um i think they're doing it for xz's and, of course, losing life points is a goal of some decks. So they run cards that make them lose X number of life points. You know, Cosmic Cyclone being the most notorious case. And Herald of the Abyss. Now, talking about mill cards, Needlebug Nest has been limited to one. So this is just an R rarity card. And I actually don't have this card. I never bought Land of the Titans, I guess. But Needlebug Nest... Limiting the number of mill strategies that can go on, I guess. Uh, this was recently seen in Grashirnui, but this could also be used in Witchcrafters. Uh, they're going to be free from the limit one slot, so you could kind of use this for Witchcrafters coming moving forward because grass is gone. So, yeah, there's nothing in the limit one for Witchcrafters. Bunch of decks. I think a bunch of decks can fit this in with the removal of grass. It's kind of like they switch places. Like grass is banned and Needlebug Nest went to one. So it's kind of like they're counting as the same card. I wonder how many cards grass milled on average. Five seems like a decent number actually. So it seems like it's the same thing. And Revival Gift. Honestly, I didn't even know this card existed. Let's talk about it. Trap card that's normal from Stardust Acceleration. Select one tuner monster from your graveyard. Special summon it. Its effects are negated. Special summon two gift fiend tokens to your opponent's side of the field. So this kind of logs up your opponent's board to prevent like a special summon, I guess. Like a, 
let's say you're trying to play Lumina, you need two two spaces on the board. You're trying to make some kind of XZ summon, it makes you need two spaces on the board. So Revival Gift plots up the board. Um, I didn't know this card existed, so not much going to say about that card. All right, let's move on to Limited Two. So a bunch of cards. Limited Two is probably the most important slot because it's like the biggest nerf. <laughs> like they put the best, they put the most powerful spells and traps in Limited Two. So if a card moves into Limited Two, it's a really big nerf. Old Sarcophagus went from limited 3 to limited 2. So, hard to say here. I've never really played Gold Sarcophagus, so I can't say. But, it was used in Shirinui, it was used in Thunder Dragons. Yeah, I think I think Shirinui just started using this and this hits them. It lines up with Charge of the Light Brigade now, so 2 limited 2 cards. And Thunder Dragons might be back, so this also hits at them. So, you know, various decks use Gold Sarcophagus. Now, even fewer. It's going to be seen even less, I think. It's a structured deck card, selection box card, so... If you have three of these, it just feels bad, but... You know, it could get moved off the list any at any moment. I don't think this is a card that they were specifically targeting, but... It could also be... It's a very flexible card that could be used in different decks. Alright, Charge of the Light Brigade. This was limited 3, now it's limited 2. This hits a few decks. Um, Witchcrafters, I guess, is the main target. So, Witchcrafters and... Because um, they were just limited 3 and you had 3 of these running in. So, you know, you got to mill a lot of cards. You got to tutor your tuners. Um... This hurts any Lightsworn engine, obviously. You're running a few Lightsworn cards, and you're tutoring your card, and also dumping cards in the graveyard, so this hurts any of those Chaos decks um, that use Lightsworn engines. Anything with a Lightsworn engine is hurt. It's at stake. Um, so, we don't know. Like, all those cards will... Like, they, 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 they clash with the Limited 2. That's all I have to say. Like they, It hurts them a lot. Solar Recharge still exists, though, and you could still run your Lightsworn monsters, but you'll it'll be less consistent overall without this card, and you can't tutor this the monster anymore, so you're kind of dumping them off with Solar Recharge and hoping you draw them with a draw 2. Maybe you can get get on with Solar Recharge and Lightsworn monsters, but this is a very key card to the Lightsworn engine, and it hurts it. It's only been out since February 29 this year, so... That's interesting. It didn't really have a huge leash like some of these other archetypes that have been around for a long time. Now, uh, Kurakuri Kamachi Model 224 Nanishi was previously unlimited, now it's limited too. So this basically hits at every single Kurakuri deck running Hey Trune. That was their main uh, OTK card. And now they're hitting at the main tuner so that you can't... You have to run... Uh, Nanishi. There's no way you could play Karakuri w- without Nanishi. She's the only tuner. She lets you do double summon. She works really well with the monsters to make level 7 or 8 synchro plays. So she's very good. So you're not going to run Hey Trunade anymore. I think you, the deck can still survive with Night Beams and Fire Formation Gyaku. Two cards that can't be stopped. They hit the back row with ease. 
It can't be stopped. That's all I have to say. That's kind of what you're looking for with Hey True Nate's replacement. Um, but that's not the only nerf to Car Curry, so it's fine. Hey True Nate leaving doesn't really affect the deck, I think. And Nanishi, you could still run two. You don't have to run three of her. Like, there's plenty of decks that just run two Nanishis. Now, Keeper of Dragon Magic. This one's kind of big. Unlimited to two. And this was like a pay-to-win card because it's a structured deck card. It's tough to nerf a structured deck card, but it was just too good. Like, uh, car- Neos feud, Neos, Invoke Neos was way too good. Um, you know, one of the strongest cards ever. Normal summon it, discard a, a, a card, add polymerization, and then you can reveal the fusion monster and then special summon a card from the graveyard. So you basically just tutor out your um, Neos onto the board. And then you can flip over Neos with like an AD changer or something. Very strong monster getting nerfed here. Now, Blackbird closed. This was unlimited. Now it's a limited two. And there's various Blackwing monsters on limited two. There's at least two monsters. Um, I think it's Oroshi the Squall and Raikiri the Rain Shower. So that means Blackbird close is gone. Like this card's. It's not going to see play because those two cards are pretty important for the deck. So they're, they're like a, Black Wings are a glass cannon now. We've seen it win a tournament with offerings to the Doom. They're going to have to do something creative in that regard to not be a full glass cannon. But offerings to the Doom kind of hedges that glass cannon. It's kind of like it can be aggro and it can be defensive at the same time. Now, Witchcrafter Holiday, limited to two. This was a limit three card before, so this card and... Um, Charge of the Light Brigade were both limit three, so you ran two charges and one holiday. That's typically how it was. Now Witchcrafter Holiday is the sole um, two. And I think this is what kills Witchcrafters, I think. Because you're sharing, you're eliminating any of the limit two cards. So Charge of the Light Brigade's gone. Uh, Machine Angel Ritual and Econ. Machine Angel Ritual worked very well with Storm. So you're going to need some kind of replacement there. The benefit is you get to run two holidays now instead of just one. I think we got along really well with just one holiday. This is probably the biggest nerf to Witchcrafters that you know hits at their viability in general. Um, but I have seen some decks play in tournaments without with the new changes. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing what they do, they do. But I think this is the biggest hit to Witchcrafters is putting those two cards on the list. Now, now this is the invoked nerf. Alistair was unlimited. Now it's limited three. This is pretty big too. Um, it hits at both of the invoked decks, the main invoked decks, Neos and Element Saber. So now Cosmic Cyclone is there, as well as the field spell uh, Palace of the Elemental Lords. So this hurts Element Sabers more, I think. Um, you're sharing the field spell and Alistair. So consistency is completely shot. Like, yeah, like, there's nothing else to say. It's completely shot. You're going to run like two and one. I don't know which one you run two. I think you run two Alistair and you run one field spell. That's really bad for all those element saber monsters. And that Neos, they can't use Cosmic Cyclone. So the whole switcheroo thing is gone. So... 
I think they're still a little bit better, but then Keeper of the Dragon Magic is hurt is hit too, so you can't run any limited two cards. So there's a clash with Cosmic Cyclone. I think you can get away with fewer Cosmic Cyclones with the Switchroo nerf, but this this hits the invoked thing pretty good. And two cards have been removed from the ban list. Element Saber Malo was a limited one. Now it's unlimited. Doesn't matter anymore because Element Sabers are pretty much dead. Um, small victory. Uh, pretty much dead though. But Thunder Thunder Dragon Dark is was a previous limited three. Now it's unlimited. So it moves off the list and you could run Cosmic Cyclone and uh, Charge of the Light Brigade in Thunder Dragons again. Gold Sarcophagus is also a mid two, so that hurts. Like, which one are you going to run? I guess that's the thing. But Thunder Dragon Dark being off the list may help it get back into the meta. Alright, so let's move on to the skill rebalancing, which comes a little bit later. Mandatory October 22nd. Some important ones, some not important. First is Restart. Huge change to Restart. You basically have to run a balance deck. It forces you to run seven spells and seven traps at least. So it's kind of balance. Um, some decks might be fine doing this, but I think it makes you say, why don't I run balance instead? So um, I think this is a huge nerf. And there, there may be some deck that comes along that runs that has those requirements and you like to run restart instead but right now we could say restart will be retired um seven spells and seven traps that's really tough and a lot of different characters and decks did use restart kind of like a generic skill you would run um if you had no skill to use i think car curries were the main restart deck in this current meta that we're in um maybe Dragoonity had some use with it too. Any any very aggressive deck probably ran restart. And yeah, it's probably not, not that good anymore. A lot less good. Switcheroo. So now the life point lost has gone to 1,500 um, instead of 1,000. So that makes it basically that, you know, Cosmic Cyclone, right? And... With 1500, your natural inclination would be moving on to Herald of the Abyss, which is a very good card in its own right. But Herald of the Abyss is generally going to be harder to activate than Cosmic Cyclone. And the reason is because you need a face-up monster on the board. So it, it depends if your opponent is willing to play a face-up monster. I know it's non-targeting, so it's pretty good for that. But they have to lead off with a face-up monster. If they're setting a monster... No dice. And it's more likely that they set cards, like back row, so that the Cosmic Cyclone is more consistent in that hard removal of the back row and triggering a 1,000 life point loss. And Herald of the Abyss doesn't do that. doesn't hit sets, so a lot harder to activate, to rely on Herald of the Abyss to activate Switcheroo. But yeah, this hits Invoked Neos the most right now, but a lot of decks did use Switcheroo. Alright, Bandit. So Bandit, you lose a card, basically. You have to return a card to your hand, from your hand to the deck, and then you get to steal your opponent's card. 
This was a card that wasn't really used a ton, but you're looking at a minus one situation now. You return a card to the deck. I don't know. This card wasn't, this skill wasn't used a lot, and it was kind of fun. I'm not sure what was busted about it that caused it to get nerfed. Alright, this is the biggest, uh, biggest change that we should celebrate. That's Shadow Game. So Shadow Game got completely b shaft here. Like it got got nerfed three times, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty happy about it. So first, both players will burn at the end of the turn. So usually it's only the turn player. So now you lose life points on both sides uh, together. Second, the burn is capped at 400 each time. So when you're playing a mill deck against a shadow game deck, you got mill, you got burned a lot every turn. So you burn at 400 max each turn. And finally, the skill doesn't even apply when you have a thousand life points or less. Any player with a thousand life points or less doesn't get burned. So you get you kind of burn each side until you're at a thousand or less. This goes this goes along with the general anti-burn movement that I commend Konami for doing. Lava Golem got nerfed. Various Zexal cards that do some burn damage, like Cowboy and uh, Grenosaurus, they got nerfed. So it's like an anti-burn thing going on. This skill's dead. Like Stromberg, Ritual Beasts, they need they need to find some other skill. And burn decks can still exist with Chain Reaction. I think I think you could get along with that. Stall decks can still use Endless Trap Hell, so Odeon can be the stall guy, the annoying guy. But Shadow Game's dead. Because that their win condition was literally just burning you with your stuff in the graveyard and Lava Golem. So now it's substantially nerfed. This skill's pretty much dead. Might have to go back to Weevil. Like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Alright, Access Denied. So basically, this can only be used from your fifth turn and onwards. And it was a pretty, it was a decent lockdown skill. It wasn't used a ton because you have to have a thousand life points or less. So it's not a skill that you saw a ton. But people got completely locked out. They can't play their effect monsters uh, at all, and they're pretty much stuck. So this gives the opponent two turns to actually defend themselves before access denied hits. Ojama Overflow also got nerfed with the same thing where it could only be used on the fifth turn and onwards. And this was this goes along with the revival gift nerfed where they're trying to prevent things from clogging the opponent's board. So you your opponent has two turns to prevent that, I guess. Now Show of Nightmares, this is another Witchcrafter nerf. Um You basically lose your card advantage. Show of Nightmares was always a plus one skill in that you got your free spell back. Now you have to return a card from your hand to the deck. So ideally you would like toss an extra witchcraft or monster or something like that. And then you get a plus one now to zero. So you know the deck was mostly spells. So the chances were high that you got something from your graveyard that you wanted. This isn't the huge change that affects witchcrafters, but it's like a one of a few changes that did hit with like there are like three nerfs witchcrafters this time around so this isn't the one that kills it like i said the limited two things were probably one things that kill it but this um 
This is another nerf to Witchcrafters. Some skills that weren't really played, they're trying to buff Moth to a Flame. So the speed count, the speed turn count for Petite Moth equipped with Cocoon of Evolution goes twice as fast. And if you control Petite Moth with Cocoon of Evolution, you can add some cards like Larva Moth, Great Moth, and Perfectly Ultimate Great Moth. Um, and no one's going to play this. This is a complete like anime skill, and no one's going to play those cards. Afterlife Lockdown can be used when you control a cubic monster. During this turn, opponent's monsters destroyed by battle will return to the deck instead of the graveyard. This can be used once per turn and twice per duel. So this can be used twice a duel. Cubics generally have better skills to use in this one. I only see a point. They kind of lock out the graveyard so they can't resurrect stuff, I guess, but it's not very useful at all. And finally, Red Eyes Fusion. This is a good buff. Um, I like how it's like 2400 life points right below, but basically you return a red eyes to hand or one red eyes from the graveyard to your deck. And you can add red eyes fusion. So the problem with red eyes fusion is that you ran out of materials in the deck, so everything would be in the graveyard and you can't use it again. This lets you return red eyes to the deck, so you have an extra cost to use red eyes fusion. So this lets you recycle. It's pretty good. Now, Red Eyes isn't going to be meta, but pretty good buff for Red Eyes. So those are all the nerfs that will be coming to the game. And, um, yeah, hopefully it shakes up the meta. I'm tired of seeing the same old cards again, but, you know, notably Dark Magician was not hit uh, this time around. I'm just really calling for Dark Magician to go away. So, let's see. Zexel World Release. We're not going to talk about the characters, skills, and cards yet. We'll save that for a future uh, episode. But right now, just looking at Zexel World, um, the Heartland City, as it's called, looking at the five, the four different zones we have. If it reminds me of anything, it looks like Candyland. There's a lot of colors, a little futuristic, but a little bit of old style as well. It looks like Europe because there's like a canal. Um, yeah, it's a Candyland. There's a lot of hearts. There's some like uh, robots that clean, I guess. That's something that happens with the city. And the NPCs, the new NPCs, they're little kids. Who go to school, I guess. So they're about the same age as these characters. There's four new NPCs. They're all little kids. Um, two girls and two guys, little kids. They wear different ranked gears, which goes along to what happened in um, Dual Academy, I guess. So Dual Academy, they wore uh, three different colors. They have three different colors here as well. There's two new decks, um, two new NPC decks. There's a new Sylvan deck called Sylvan's Rise, and also the new uh, Maldoshe deck. The Maldoshe deck might be a little bit annoying uh, when you're auto-dueling because it's a, it's kind of a stall deck, so they take a while to, ha- to finish, I guess. That's, that's the difference. Um, the 
character. Oh yeah. So the NPCs. I made a big deal about this online, but Josh is around. So Josh just got transported from Dual World to um, Sexual World for some reason. He wasn't really present in Dimension of Dark Dragons World yet. Uh, not only Josh, Josh and Daniel. I think the two like high school kids in. DM world got moved over to Zexal world. So there's no expl- explanation for them. There's a universal NPCs like Ashley's universal, um, Bella's universal, uh, Mickey, Meg. They're, they're present in every world. Jay, Jay's in Zexal world. So they only have like four new NPCs. It's kind of like they ran out of space and they decided to put Josh in. So I don't know how to feel about that. The characters. So we get three characters. Yuma and Astral is the main character. This double double character thing. You know, it, it happens with the main characters. Yugi and Yami, obviously. Though they separate them in, in Duel Links. Um, Yubel and Jaden. That happened. Um, so now we have a similar situation here. Yuma... If I were to describe him in one word, it's slipstream. And that's kind of cool because he always says, feel the flow. That's very slipstreamy. His character looks slipstreamy. Um, seems like a cocky guy. And that's okay. And it, I like that Yuma and Astro are just arguing all the time. So that's good banter. Eventually I'll get tired of it. But it's good banter in a way that's not annoying, I guess. Like... Loomis and Umber is just like whatever, like two two goons going at it. Human and Astro are main characters. They're on the same team, and they're talking to each other. So that's 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 a nice din- dynamic. Bronx Stone, I'm not really, I'm not too hot on this guy. He's like a, he's like a football player. He looks like a football player if there if football existed in Yu-Gi-Oh, which it probably doesn't. He's like the main friend guy. I guess he's never lost a duel against Yuma. So that's interesting. He's actually good at dueling, un- unlike the other characters that were friends aren't good at dueling. So there's a dynamic there, and he's like the main friend. Tori Meadows is the is the lifelong girl character who probably gets involved in some romantic um, hints. With the main character, the main character never really notices her, maybe. I feel like that's a trope that's used a lot. Well, well, um, I think, uh, I think 5D's guy kind of knew, but, um, yeah, she's, I'm just saying, I like, I like the way her hair looks. I'm, I'm, it kind of looks like a 50s hairstyle, but it's green, so. I don't know much about her. Uh, her her and Bronx Stone have overlay gain though, so that's something they can get for free at level thirteen. That gives them an advantage if you want to play overlay gain. Human Astral are playing. You uh, overlay gain is not um, included. It's a drop skill, so you could play those two characters if you want to play overlay gain. Um, I'm not. I don't really know what these skills do yet, so. Not sure what they're used for. Tori Meadows has some um, berry stuff going on, and she still has access to 
Fairy Cheer Girl, which is not available in the box yet. So Yuma has Utopia, that's available in the box. Bronxstone has Tin Archduke, that's avail that's not available in the box. So Tori and Bronk have some they have some extra incentive with their skills and in including a card that's not available yet. Oh, those cards are probably available. Actually, I just misspoke. You just level up those cards and you can get those cards. My bad. Fairy Cheer Girl and Tin Archduke are both cards you can get just by leveling up. And you'll need to buy a box. So, Alright, so that is it. Let's talk about the free card we get. So, Zubaba General is a prismatic card we get for free. We only get one copy of this card. It's a Warrior Earth, rank 4, 2000, 1000. Requires two level 4 monsters to be overlaid. Once per turn, you can detach one XZ's material from this card. Equip one warrior from your monster uh, monster from your hand to this card. This card gains attack equal to the combined attack of the monsters equipped. So, this is a fine XZ's card for any warrior deck that runs level 4s. I'm thinking 6 Sam's. 6 Sam's seem like the perfect deck to run this card. This card's going to have like 3,000 plus attack, like 3,700, 3,900. You can equip a, um, a 1,900 guy on this, so pretty good. And you only need one of these. Another deck that could use this are Noble Knights. Though Noble Knights are a little bit more conservative with their monsters being cheated out of the deck. So more for 6 Sam's, I think. And 6 Sam's draws really good, so... Um, that's another advantage they have. I've been playing 6 Sam's. It's not doing okay. There's also a free card trader card, which I have yet to see in um, the trader shop. That's Gaga Gigo the Risen. Risen. It's a water reptile, rank 4, 2950, 2800. And requires 3 level 4 monsters. That is all it does. We have a vanilla monster in the extra deck. And... This is not something that's completely useless. We have seen like something like Scrap Arch Fiend being played before. This falls short of Blue Eyes by 50 points, 2950. You would like to be at 3000, but it's at 2950. So there's nothing wrong with being just a vanilla beater. But the fact that you're an XZ's monster and you're not taking advantage of XZ's materials on this card is a big cost. And... I think that's the point of being an Xyz monster in general, is that you have to use your Xyz materials to get detached for effects, right? This guy costs three monsters, and he doesn't do anything with those cards. Sure, there are generic Xyz like traps and spells that help with, like they give you abilities based on your Xyz materials, but the Xyz monster has no inherent ability with the materials attached on it, it's just a cost of three for twenty nine fifty, and that's too much. Um, yeah, not much to say. This this card probably will see some play. Fill out some extra decks while you still can. Uh, like, w there's always room for something like this, but it doesn't do anything with the materials. Is my point. And just a little bit more about Zexel World. It's important you get your skill to get your 7th extra deck slot. So you have to do 100 XZ summons. And you could just do this with auto-dueling, frankly. I did it with auto-dueling. Spell a deck that works 
and making quick XZ summons. Usually with Yuma's skill and the Utopia skill, uh, he wants to make Utopia most of the time. It's 2,500. It's pretty good. So, just by auto-dueling a ton, working on your stage rank-ups to get all your characters, um, you'll get that 7th seventh, seventh extra deck slot pretty easily. And there's also this survey about general gameplay. You get 50 gems for it. You know, Konami actually listens to responses. So, here, um, you can get 50 gems and have them take into consideration all you say. So, definitely do that survey for general gameplay. Alright, Doug Demon Duel is here. He has a deck that fits with what's going on. You're leveling up your characters for XZ's world. You need some auto-dueling. And auto-dueling and dueling sucks. It, it just does the most crazy decisions. You don't know what really works. But they do know how to play Fire King decks, so Doug Demon Duel has a Fire King deck for your auto dueling needs, help maximize your rewards, and level up your characters. Here is Doug's Fire King auto duel deck. Hey there, this is Doug Demadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. So this week I wanted to just, at least for those of you who like to purchase some of the uh, structure decks, give you an idea that really auto-duel doesn't get that messed up. I have a pretty high win rate with auto-duel. Sometimes that's kind of the purpose of having a casual deck is one that when you don't really want to pay attention, say if you're you know in the middle of your work day or if you're just kind of uh, cooking or not quite paying attention to duel links entirely and you hit that auto-duel button, you don't want the AI to just completely jack everything up. There's always going to be that risk with a deck like this, but at the same time, I find that more often than not, the auto-duel does an okay job. Not necessarily the moves that I would do, in the order of the moves that I would do, but because this is a deck that has uh, a nice level of consistency and recyclability with boss monsters, uh, the AI for auto-duels is going to be a-okay. So the deck I'm talking about is the Fire King archetype, all right? Uh, I know that there's been a structure deck that came out a little while back uh, that has the uh, Fire King High Avatar Garunix, which is just really the driver behind this deck, and that's really the main purpose, and the AI basically figures that out very quickly to get this card onto the field as soon as possible. Uh, but yeah, it's a winged beast where it's got 2,700 attack. During the next standby phase, after this card was destroyed by a card effect and sent to the graveyard, special summon this card from the graveyard. When you do, destroy all other monsters on the field. When this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you could special summon one Fire King monster from your deck, except Fire King High Avatar Garunix. So really, I mean... Yeah. I find that with auto-duels, it's not really getting destroyed by battle that often. It's usually going to be destroyed by card effect. So you're really trying to utilize and recycle and pop the entire field uh, quickly and safely. So uh, we have two copies of this card in the deck. 
And then we also have, for good measure, two copies of Sacred Phoenix of Neptus. And this is the level, I believe, 8 uh, Winged Beast with 2,400 attack, 1,600 defense. A classic. Where during, the next, during your next standby phase, after this card was destroyed by a card effect and sent to the graveyard, special summon this card from the graveyard. And when you do, destroy all spell and trap cards on the field. So this is your back row cleanup. It allows you to make some big plays, especially when you're going up against an a, 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 you know, a PvE deck that has just a lot of back row. Now, I want to run my three copies of Fire King Avatar Barong and my three copies of Fire King Avatar Yaksha. They're both very, very good and allow for some searchability and for some ability to destroy cards from your hand or field. Uh, you know, if you remember what Fire King Avatar Barong does, when it's destroyed by a card effect uh, at the beginning of the next turn, you're able to search out a uh, you know any type of Fire King card. So it allows you to get into your uh, Fire King spell cards, or if you need a Fire King monster in your hand, go for it. Or you could search out your Fire King Island, which is one of the big combo pieces of this deck. And the AI figures that out very quickly, and it actually utilizes this card the way that it typically should. So again, this very impressed with that Dual Links AI with this deck. Uh, then I run my one copy of Circle of the Fire Kings, where you target one fire monster you control and one fire monster in your graveyard. Destroy the monster you control, and if you do, special summon that other monster from the graveyard. I only need one copy of it because I'll typically search it out with Fire King Avatar Barong. So I don't really want to open with two or three copies of this card in the hand. It really makes it a, a dead draw. It really is clunky when the other spells in the deck are probably a lot more useful. So having Onslaught of the Fire Kings is probably one of the best cards to open with, uh, and the AI figures that out pretty quickly as well. So when your opponent controls a monster and you control no monsters, you can special summon one Fire Beast, Beast Warrior, or Winged Beast type monster from your deck. Its effects are negated and is destroyed during the end phase. So really you want to use this card to, to summon your Fire King High Avatar Garunix. Because, you know, it'll end up destroying itself through the effect at the end of the turn. And then that next turn, destroy the entire field of cards. Uh, or not not of all cards, but of all monsters. Uh, and then depending on the situation, it may want to summon Sacred Phoenix of Neptus. And do the same thing the next standby phase that uh, you have to pop all back row. Uh, Fire King Island. By now you should know what this card does. This has been around for a while. Uh, you know, it allows you to destroy a card from your hand to search out a Fire King monster from your deck. But then also if you control no monsters, you can special summon one Fire Wing Beast type monster from your hand. So that works out nicely with your Garunix, and it works out nicely with your Neptus. And then just for good measure, three copies of Karma Cut, because why not? Anyway, that's it for my casual deck of the week. The dogs are barking in the background, so I'm going to call it quits here. I will see you next time. Take care. All right, thanks, Doug. Check out Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. Every week on this podcast, check out his Twitter account at Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. So, upcoming news. Early October, Taya reminisces about the future. New skill up for the fight. Early October, Dual Quest again. Mid-October, Turbo Dual Grand Prix. New UR card, Dragon Knight, Dra- Draco Equisti, and SR card, Archfiend Interceptor. Mid-October, Tour Guide Bingo with a new SR called Antidote Nurse. Mid-October, Clash at Crash Town. 
new skill from uh, Kaylin called Shelva Ghost. Mid-October, new character, probably Axel Brody. New UR Inferno and SR Volcanic Slicer. Late October, obtain a new LD Shark, or Reginald, whatever you call him. Um, that's nice to have another character from this world. And late October, new cir- Mission Circuit, new SR Card Playmaker. Last week, they didn't have the names of some of these cards, and so now they have them. There you go. And that is it. So, probably if there's time next week, I'll talk about some of those uh, drop skills. Drop skills, level up skills, cards from these three Zexel characters. And yeah, so there's there's plenty to do in auto-dueling right now. Level up your characters, get all the cards you have from those rank-up rewards. Maybe farm some dual skills. It's a perfect time to build up while there's not a ton going on. And there's still the old meta in ranked duels that's not nerfed yet. So, I mean, that that's a perfect time to get those catch-up things done in your game. That is it. Thanks for listening. Check out this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search the Dual Assessment, Dual Links Podcast, whatever. All these notes will be on the dualassessment.wordpress.com or you find me on Twitter at dual underscore assessment. Enjoy Zexel World, and I will see you next time.